Hey, good morning and welcome to GMG. I'm really legit excited to have you here. And if this is your first time of joining us or you have been with us since we started since April, you know what? I'm really excited to have you here, no matter which way it is, right? And you know, just like yesterday, I could actually remember when there was this whole plan that you know we're planning in GMG with you. And I remember having discussions with some people, and it was quite a lot of will it happen? Will it not happen? Should we do it? Should we not do it? And a lot of that. And maybe like we look back now and we can see that we are doing a four month kind of maybe not a just like back in four months. And really, I think it's really a big thing. And please, I, I legit look back over it and know I, we have really have to be sincere and say that God has been good to us. And look, as a team, as a person, you know, I can legit say that this has been the last, this has been the best four months of my life, right? Personally, you know, career-wise and everything, I think really, really God has been faithful to us and to His word, right? And I don't know, but maybe that personally is what I just had in mind, maybe to start off with, right? That, because the truth is, every time we gather around JOG, I, I really want to welcome us first and maybe just check on us and ask about our week, right? And then maybe I don't know about you, but maybe you kind of look at your week and you look at your maybe like month or the last six months of, of this year and you kind of feel like but well, actually you know what i think i'm grateful for all what you said that god is working and god is doing beautiful things in jmg but i think for me as a person i don't think i have the same experience i think things have not really been the smoothest they have they could ever be for me and all of that right and you know what that i think i legit understand all of that and truth is Maybe if you've never had that, you know what? You know, one of my favorite preachers, we usually see towards every time that he preaches that, you know what? Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And for me personally, I never wanted to like put things at people that I never really didn't believe. Because I, for me, I was kind of thinking that it, I can't just ask people to praise God, right? Because people are passing through things. Maybe like have a broken relationship, a broken, maybe like a job. And things are not working well. I just don't want to like stand in front of people and say that, you know what? Praise God. Or maybe what he said listens to me over the week, right? Maybe reading uh, Psalms chapter 100, and the Bible kind of says that let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And now, in that moment, I was kind of thinking about you, just like maybe you are, and I'm like, God, why should we, right? Not saying that we should invoke, just why should we? And maybe this is what it means that as much as we have breath, you know what that means? That we can still have our best days, right? Not we can still have our best days. What that means is that we've not seen our best days yet, right? And maybe that is where you are standing. You feel like you have made a lot of choices, mistakes and stuff like that. And maybe you stand here and you're like, you know what, I think I've made a mess of my life. Truth is, you are still breathing. And so, and the fact that you are still breathing, you know what that means? That means that tomorrow is going to be much more better than today. And this is what it means that you might, you might have lost some opportunities, but we serve a God that is going to bring back the opportunities to you. You might, you might have worked out of a relationship that you felt cheated on. You know what will happen? God is going to make another one work out for you for your good, right? And so every time we gather around God, every time we gather around GOG, this is what we like to remind ourselves that we serve a God that is so loving, that is so caring, that is so powerful, that we leave heaven to come and die for us. Maybe this is what I, this is what I like to think and I like to say to myself about every time I think about the God conversation is that I love myself legit. I love myself, I love my family, I love my brothers, I love my girlfriend and everything. But the truth is, I don't think I love myself enough, right, to say that I want to die for myself. Right? Maybe think about it like, I don't think so. But we serve a God that died for us. And with that statement of his death, I think it's a loud statement enough to say to us that he is invested in us, right? And no matter how things turn out, no matter how things look out, we can be sure that he cares for us and he loves us. Right. If a person can die for us, no matter where you are today, people might have betrayed you, people might have let you down, you might have lost your job, but there is someone that is for you, right? 
Like the beautiful thing about God is that when we gather on this kind of conversation and like, like you know, this is what I like to think about it, right? Like maybe I maybe you can see it all over my face, but I like to think about it that maybe you've been in a situation before and there is someone that kind of said this to you that you know what I'm for you. Right. Truth is I'm for you is different different to I'm for you, right? If I'm, I'm like I'm like I'm having a difficulty, like I have a financial issue, and maybe like my younger brother is six year old, is saying to me that I'm for you, right? I want to help you. I want to help you, right? I, I love the good heart. I love the concern and everything. But this is like it. You can't provide one point five million, right? It's a good heart and everything, but you are for me, but not for me, kind of. But what about about when God says I am for you, right? We are talking about the God that made the heavens and the earth. We are talking about the God that everything belongs to Him. The Bible says the heart of the King belongs to the Lord. And as the rivers of water, the Bible says He can turn it whatsoever He will. We are talking about a God that is not only willing but is able, and not only able but is willing. And truly, when that God kind of says to you that He is for you and He loves you and He cares for you, I think we want to work on that and we want to relax on that. That you know what, no matter how things might have been for you throughout the year. We are serving the God that in the split second of minutes, He can turn all things around for you, right? So be encouraged, right? I really hope that this ministers strength to you. This ministers hope to you that you know what? That the fact that we are alive is not reason to begin to thank God. The fact that we are breathing, we are alive, we can see today, it is not reason to thank God, right? Because we are so sure that we haven't seen God this day, and God is going to do great and amazing and mighty things in our life and through us. Amen and amen. Yeah, so yeah, Jerry G is here, and I'm, I'm, I'm legit excited about what we'll be talking about, right? Yeah, um, because we like to remind ourselves every time we gather that if Jesus is alive in our days, he will have a successful life, he will be prosperous, we enjoy everything that he's doing, and we know that he will he only have all of that because God will have been partial towards him, but because of how he will have lived his life. So we know that every time we learn about how God will have Jesus will have lived, which is what is in the Bible, and we apply to our life. We are going to see the same result Jesus will have seen if he was on it, right? Or Jesus would see if he was on it. And so, and every time we get around JOG, I'm a legit excited and I'm smiling quite a lot. But yeah, so I'm excited. Today, today I'm going to be speaking about something really quite beautiful, right? Like legit. I really think it's beautiful. Like beautiful. 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 I tell you this a boat ride with God. A boat ride with God. Right. If you are not in Nigeria, then maybe you are thinking like I'm Uber ride with God, right? But I'm going to be I'm going to be preaching about that. And yeah, and I will be in Galatians chapter four, verse twenty-five. It's a popular scripture, and maybe you likely know it. Galatians chapter four, verse twenty-five, right? I'm trying to find it. Okay, so okay, so yeah, so yeah, it is. So it says that. Trying to okay, four twenty-five. Here it says that. Okay. 5.25 It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. 5.25 If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So before we do anything further, can we pray? Dear God, thank you. So grateful for all you mean, all you do and all your freedoms. God, we ask again today that you will speak so practical that you understand. Yet so profound that God will change our lives. We ask about the teaching of your word, by the supply of the Spirit, everyone is strengthened, everyone is edified, everyone is comforted. Do what you can do, Jesus. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, and with all said, Amen, and Amen, and Amen, Amen. Right. Okay, so let's just go straight into our message. But if you heard the message, right, if you heard the topic, and you heard, you heard the boat tried with God, and maybe when you heard that, you felt like, this guy started again. 
like that. And like, I really believe if you're a heretic, like, how would you say that God has God we have a boot right in us, right? God does not do boot right, God just disappears. Okay. This is, if you are still on that at the moment, then I feel like I've achieved the reason why I gave it right to, right? Basically, to just make you feel about that and just go through the whole process of how. But truth is, do you ever, have you ever considered how God would travel if God wanted to travel? If God was alive, have you ever considered how God will actually travel? And you know, as I think about this thing of traveling and stuff like that, I really think there's something particular about our traveling, about traveling, right? And maybe you you read the Bible and you hear stuff like the Bible says that Abraham eh, that Enoch Enoch walked with God and was no more, right? And the Bible says that Abraham, God will tell Abraham that walk with me and be perfect. And God will say to Abraham again that to walk with me and all of that. And truth is. I kind of think about it that if we ever find ourselves on a journey with God, really, how what will be our transportation means? Right? Is it going to be thunder? Is it going to be earthquake? Is it going to be lightning and all of that? Right? Because I kind of think about this God-human journey that God invites human beings and God says that human beings come and join with me, men come and join with me. And I really think about it. Uh, maybe if you had this experience. Like, like growing up, if you ever had that time that you used to work with someone elder, right, or maybe older than you were. So I'm talking about maybe when you're like eight or seven years old. If you ever had to like work with someone a little a very maybe like so I remember when I was like eight or seven years old, so there was this thing of myself and my dad who used to like work maybe like not work like work to some places and so and truth is because of how older he was, how big he was and how small I was. So I remember that this the journey will maybe you can relate that the journey we have a lot of a lot of you are you are you is working but you are like running right like is working but you are like running then there's that moment that you feel like okay I've caught up to the speed then I'm like working is working then after again that you feel like ah, he has gone then you are like running again to meet him and you're like jumping again to meet him and all of that and I kind of feel about it that truth is I think in our Christian journey so many times we feel like that with God don't you right don't you feel like that with God so many times? That was legit feel like it's it's a journey of God is calling us into something and we are like jumping to go and meet him and it's like God is taking this step and we're like I want I'm working with God, but like I'm more like I feel like I'm leaping, I'm jumping and I'm climbing and all of that. But he is just working and like so many times I kind of feel like so what does it really feel like to, to work with God? Because truth is, I think every of the things that God calls us into, majorly if you think about it in your life, I think they are they are way far beyond us, right? God will come to Moses in Deuteronomy, and God will say to Moses that you know what, I want to send you back to Pharaoh. But funny thing about the whole story is that Moses is a stammerer. God, how will you call a stammerer to say that you want to call him to go and speak? I think God does that so many times, right? Just like the same way God will tell a virgin that she's going to give birth. Who does that? Or God will tell someone that is old speaking, maybe like someone that cannot give it again, enter the middle post that she's going to give it. Talk about Mary, talk about Elizabeth, talk about Sarah. I think God does that so many times that when God calls us into this thing or this journey with Him, it's about something that is way, way far behind us. And we find ourselves so many times walking this journey, walking this relationship with God. And I think sometimes it can be very draining of trying to meet up, trying to catch up, trying to jump up with God. And so maybe like a little example that you can understand is maybe playing for it maybe like a Chelsea, a Chelsea Man City. No, Chelsea, Chelsea will always do Man City anytime anything. We are trusting them to get it done. But maybe like when you see like when you hear something like Liverpool Mayu tomorrow, in your mind you're already thinking about 
6780, right? Because as much as Liverpool is, we are praying that Liverpool will play better and they will go to against the trash man, right? We need that survive. We need my trash. I don't know why people support the devils, but how can you be going when you be supporting the devils? I don't know all of that, but we, we are the chance good ones, well chosen ones, kind of, eh? all of that. But truth is, back to our message, right? I think so many times in our journey with God, it kind of feels like that, that we are walking a journey with God and it's like we are leaping, we are jumping, we are, because it feels like it's a journey of a person that is way higher than us and we that we are way smaller than him and all of that, right? And truth is, I, as I really think about that, I really think we need, we really, we really need to, and truth is, why, why, why am I really doing this and why am I really teaching this and not teaching something new? Because this is where I discovered that if we are not careful about things that happen to us in life, we could be, we could be in the battle that we are winning. And we'll be thinking that we are losing the battle, right? We could be winning the battle, but in our mind, we'll be thinking we are losing the battle. And as much as the devil can get us to think we are losing the battle, will, that will be strength draining and ability draining within us. And I really think about that so many times. And maybe you ask me that I should break it down. Are we? John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says that no, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that we throw our village and we should not perish, but might have everlasting life, right? A very beautiful scripture. But you know one other thing that the Bible compares new birth to? The Bible compares new birth to, the Bible compares Christianity, giving your life to Jesus, to new birth, right? John 3, verses 3, right? First John chapter 3, again, the Bible comp- First John chapter 3, verse chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible compares giving our life to Jesus as being a baby, right? Or as being given birth to. And this is what it means that if a father of a newborn baby cause the newborn baby to walk with him on the journey, right? Maybe the baby is like a year old, the baby is like a two years, two years old, right? And the father is like calling him to walk with him. Do you know that it will be very wicked of the father to expect that the child will pick up at the pace that he is picking up, right? Because if we begin to understand God in our very way, I think it will be easier for us to relate with God in the lot of things that are happening to us, right? It is, it is be, be very wicked of that father to expect that child to walk in the same pace that he is walking because truth is he is way more experienced than the child is right and so and if an earthly father will not do that why do we think that a godly father will do that to us right so i think in our journey with god is going to be freed of a lot of mistakes that we are going to make it's going to feed off a lot of jumps that we are going to make it's going to maybe right here right now you are standing and you feel like you made a weird mess of your week you planned something for the weekend you have messed it up and all of that i really think god is not shocked right He's not shocked. He gave birth to you. You know you are a child. You know you are like a year old. You know like you are two years old. And he knows he's walking the journey with you. And I don't think God is comfortable with you walking your journey. He's not scared. He's not threatened. He knows that you are a child. You just gave your life to Jesus yesterday. Suddenly, God doesn't expect you to be Baba Wigeful tomorrow. He doesn't expect you to be like Bishop, to be like Baba Dibu. You next to this. Because he kind of knows that you are a child. And I think that thing kind of needs to register in our mind. Even as we journey in our life with God and all of that. But we need to like enjoy our journeys with God, and, and I feel like I needed to really need to kind of trash that out. That truth is, the Christian journey kind of starts for everybody as a child. All of us were given birth to, right? And we all are walking the journey with God, right? And just like a, a baby that is working with a, another little man, truth is, 
we will make mistakes, you will fall, you will rise again, you will mess up the room and all of that. But parents are comfortable. I would think when you're about to give birth, one of the things about giving birth is to be psychologically prepared about all of those. So when God kind of said that he wanted to give birth to us, I think the least God could have been is to be psychologically prepared that all of those will happen to us. And I think God is God is not shocked at your mistake. God is not disturbed at your mistake and all of that. Right? I think there's a need for us to establish all of that, which is very pertinent. I'm going somewhere like legit. But maybe you heard that and you felt like, ah, Balaji is preaching excessive grace. He's saying that people should go and sin and all of that. The truth is, maybe you heard me wrongly or maybe you wanted to just hear me wrongly. But I think, think about it this way that I also, so the second side of the whole story that we have said is also that do you know that as much as as soon as as much as the child keeps growing, keeps growing, there's going there's well when the child was eight years old and he was working with the father, right? Truth is there were going there were going to be a lot of leaps, a lot of jumps, a lot of falling downs, just in that attempt of catching up with the father. But the truth is, after when the child is like 25 years old and the father is working, I think truth is there might not be a lot of catching up that the child will do, right? Why would the child not do a lot of catching up? Because I think he has strength, he has muscles, he has abilities to work at the, sp- at the pace of the father. And then, so, this is what it means that maybe if you heard all of this and you felt like college is preaching excessive grace and all of that, no, what it just means is that there are stages in our life where we never are ready to do some things, right? We never are ready to fully compete with some things, fully identify with some things. But as we keep growing on God's word, as we keep feeding ourselves on God's word, as we keep developing ourselves, truth is, we are with that very same addition that you have been struggling to do to battle with. It's going to break up or off. It's going to break up. That very same issue that you think has been the greatest issue that you ever face in your life, it's also going to break up. That relationship that you think you don't have, you're going to have it, right? Because it's a matter of working with God, working with God, and working with God. Okay. I feel like we need to see that then. So this, we are even working a journey with God that is way far behind us. So this, when we are 25, we'll be 45. That's, I'm just joking. I'm just reading an example that if you give us one as 20, Right. So the truth is, all through our life, there are going to be things we are going to be working on. All through our life, there are going to be aspects of our life we are going to be working on. All through our life, there are going to be disciplines that we are going to be taking ourselves. But this is what it means that we must always wake up every day wanting and desiring God to be better than we used to be yesterday. Right? Talk about your prayer life, talk about your study life, talk about your giving your everything, your, your service in church and everything. We must always desire to be greater, to be better than what we used to be tomorrow. But as we are doing all of that, let's enjoy the process, knowing fully well that God calls us into a journey of a father and a son, and we are giving birth to. As much as a one-year-old child will work with a 30-year-old father, and the pace will not match, let's also know that, you know what, we are going a journey with God. Don't let anybody condemn you, right, which is where I am going, exactly. All of that was a prelude to get to where I am now, right? That truth is, I kind of read about this place in the book, and truth is, one of my favorite guys in the Bible, right? In Jesus' disciple is Andrew. It's not Peter. A lot of people like Peter, but I like Andrew, and the reason why I like Andrew, I can't tell you now because I'm almost running out of time. Well, you know, I really think I really thought about Peter. I really talked about Peter this week, and I was reading about him and all of that. And maybe there's maybe there are two scenarios in Peter's life that almost everybody knows, right? Maybe like three, I will mention the three of them. Maybe like almost every Christian knows this scenario. One, the first scenario is when you rebuke Jesus. If you're a Yoruba, you know it because I think we are big on culture. And so we find it very funny that he will call Jesus and rebuke Jesus like his master. Nobody rebukes his master. All of that. Peter do that to Jesus. He's a master. 
Ken, all of those stuff, right? But I think there are other two things that we do about Peter. One is that Peter walked on water, right? And after that, he lifted his eyes and he started sinking. We all know of that, right? And maybe the second thing we know is that he denied Jesus three times, right? And as I was studying this week, but I was studying the book of um, Mark this weekend. You know, I got to that place. I just felt this impressed in my heart, and I felt like I should share it. Just wanted to encourage, wanted to comfort and encourage someone. I don't know where you are on your journey, but this, this I really believe will help you a lot, right? And, and I was thinking, I was reading about it that the Bible says that you know, Peter denied Jesus, Mark chapter 15, 16, right? So if you don't let me break it down to you, there was this story of crucifixion between Jesus, and so and Jesus was saying to everyone that if someone is going to come and take me and he's going to say and give me over to the Jews, which are going to prove who are going to kill me and all of that, and Peter kind of stood up and said, No, that no nothing will happen to you, you know, like the reverse language is maybe let's break it down nothing will happen right I told my people I kind of stuff like I deal with you two for seven nothing will happen right I even have a sword nothing will happen right I did so Jesus kind of said funny enough is I was reading that place and Jesus kind of said to him that before you call Christ twice you will deny me three times did you get Jesus was legit kind of telling that you know what you will not even wait for the cock to crown three times before he does it twice, he will have denied me three times. Like, as simple as that, that you know, get like, before you cock him, who cries three times, two times, you will have denied me three times. And I'm like, so it wasn't even like he cr- I denied first, the cock cried. Yeah, denied, no, it was like I was even way far beyond misbehaving that Peter ever got. And that Peter was even way far misbehaving that Jesus even actually said, You don't even know. And so, and I was thinking about that, and I was, I felt like God was kind of speaking to me about that. Then, and truth is, we read this story where he entered this place with Jesus, and people came around and were saying that, you know what, that you are Jesus' disciple. And the Bible says that Peter was swearing, was saying that, no, I'm not Jesus' disciple, and all of that. And beautiful. And truth is, I think a whole lot of us know that story, right? But truth is, do you know that a whole lot of us don't know where the other 10 disciples were? Right? Think about it. The only reason why people ask Peter, if he was Jesus' disciple, was because he followed Jesus to that place. Now, when they arrested Jesus, the other ten disciples flew, or they flew away, right? So the only two disciples that stayed with Jesus all through the process, there was John and there was Peter. John did not enter the place. Peter did, right? And I was thinking about that journey of how that it is easy in life for people that never take a journey towards Jesus to judge people that are taking a decision towards Jesus. That I think about it that there are 10 other people that are running away from Jesus, they are not identifying with him. And I decide in that moment to identify with Jesus. And then in the moment of my identification with Jesus, someone is calling me an hypocrite. Alright? And I kind of feel about it in that moment. And, and I think about it so many times that we, we get into a conversation. You know, sometimes I was in a conversation with a friend that was saying to me that BJ have done something very bad. And I was like, oh, what is that? And I even thought she even killed someone, but actually she did not kill anybody. And she was saying to me that no, I feel very bad and my I'm condemned in my heart. I feel like I've messed up with God, I've disappointed God and all of that. And I was simple, I was asking her what happened, and she was like, I lied and stuff. And the truth is, I stood in that moment and I was like, <laughs> legit, legit, eh, legit, come up, yeah, it's not good that you lie though. <laughs> but do you know how many people lie every day? And they don't even think about it twice. Like that lie is like second nature. Like you know, you just lie. And sometimes, if you ever do it, do caps, you see what? People can tell that they can say that they've gotten somewhere that they've not even 
reach out of the road. And as they are saying it, nobody in the car is alarmed. No, everybody in the car is chilled because it's not lie. It's it's just OJ. It's a lie, right? But people lie every day. People do things every day. They don't even feel like they even did anything bad. People like fornicate, like do all of that, but they don't even feel anything bad. But truth is, we feel bad, right? When we do it, when we lie, when we do stuff like that. And truth is, this that we are feeling bad is the first statement to mean something in our heart. That is the working of God upon our heart. Right? Because if there was no working of God upon our heart, we wouldn't feel bad. Come on, let's get it. If there's no working of God upon our heart, we won't feel bad, right? So this is what I mean. I'm not saying that we should go around doing it. I'm not saying that we should go around doing bad things. What I'm saying to us that so many times we are in the midst, we are in the midst of a victory where we are thinking defeat. We are in the midst of victory so many times and we are thinking, we are thinking defeat, right? Truth is, like I said, as we walk with the Lord, something will drop off us, lies will drop off us, masturbation will drop off us, addiction will drop off us. But truth is, is I think about it, think about it. You've been masturbating 10 times in the day before. Now you are masturbating, now you masturbate maybe like once, right? And truth is, devil is coming at you and he's saying that you are failed. I think he has failed, right? I hope you get the whole point of what I'm saying, right? If you drop, right? Truth is, let's keep, let's keep giving ourselves. But don't you think that the power of God that reduced it from 10, 10 times in a day to 1 times in a day will take it away from the 1 times a day to 0 in a day? Right? Don't you think that you that used to lie before, like almost every day, that now suddenly you begin to say something wrong and your heart is like telling you that a lie what you did is not bad? Don't you think that the power of God that got to that stage is going to take you off that stage finally? Right? And I just kind of think about it. I think that's the story of our life. That we should never forget our journey. That it's our journey is like a journey of Peter, not like a journey of any other person. That although we can get into a journey and people can look at us, and so many times I think we do this in this in the Christian world that people look at someone and they can see that he's an hypocrite. He's saying something. He's believing something. No, guys. So many times people are just on the Peter journey. Like I'm following Jesus. But the fact that I'm on the Peter journey does not mean I won't do mistakes. But let me be on the Peter journey in the first place. Let me be, I've seen in my life, I don't want to be part of the 10 people that run away from Jesus. I want to be that Peter guy that is following Jesus. I might make my mistake, but truth is, let me be on the journey towards Jesus. Because truth is, when Jesus rises up, the person that Jesus will ask for is for the Peter. Jesus will ask for the 10 to meet him in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, but he will mention Peter specifically. Jesus will ask for the 10 to meet him in Galilee, but he will mention Peter specifically. Right, and this is why I will say that any step that we take in the direction of God, anybody is out to break it down as even as I conclude that maybe you, as you as a person now, you are taking you are doing a business deal, you are working in a relationship, you are working in a career because God said you should do it, God put it in your heart to do it. And the more you are doing it, then someone is telling you that you know what you are failure, you are stuff like that. Truth is, don't don't ever let people that are not taking a step towards the Jesus journey judge your, your decisions towards Jesus. Don't ever let people that are not taking a step towards the Jesus journey be the people that will define the Jesus experience. Because I think that's what we do so many things, so many times in our days. That we stand and we say to Peter that Peter, you denied Jesus. He denied because he walked with him. There were so many people that didn't walk on water. The only reason why we why Peter, the reason our Peter sank is because he walked. Right? If he never stood out of that boat, we never know if he actually sank or not, right? And truth is, and I think about that, I want I think about that, and I think my life, when my life is calculated, and when our life is calculated, it should be in what Jesus says to us and what people think about us. We should never get to a stage where we are so afraid of what people will see about us that we don't take a step towards Jesus. And that is the word I wanted to say to you today. That maybe you are like Peter. You feel like you are taking the Jesus journey, you are taking the step, but there are so many mistakes you are making on your way. 
what I want to say to you is that it is fine to make a step towards Jesus. We are not perfect. We are babies. We are walking a journey with God. God is working in our hearts, working on our souls, working on our behaviors, working on our addictions, working on our patterns, working on everything. People don't want to hear that thing, but truth is that's what is happening in the kingdom. Funny enough is that people, nobody watches porn, right? Everybody does. Nobody does not. Nobody watches porn. But porn society or the industry has like millions of views. But there's nobody that you would ask that will tell you that you watch this porn. Don't worry. Ghosts are the ones seeing it, Abby. But the only stuff we are saying today is that we all are on the journey towards God, right? We all are on our journey towards God. And as much as we don't give up, as far as we look up every day, right? Getting better, trusting God better holding our hands better. We might fall today, but the truth is that the power that took us away from falling 10 times, that took us to the place that we are falling one time, not to think that is making progress already in our life. Don't you think that we that where we seen before we didn't feel bad now like this now we are feeling guilty don't you think that the power that worked that in our hearts is going to take it away fully right and so suddenly now what you feel like the condemnation that the devil brings to your heart truth is i think it's a statement of victory that god is working on us right and so when we get to that stage and we begin to identify our success and our priorities right i think it's going to be a much more easy journey for us even in the christian domain even in faith right and so I hope this blessed you, right? And I hope this inspired you. Let's keep working, guys. Let's keep trusting God. Every infirmity that we have in our heart, let's keep opening to God. Let's speak to someone about it. Let's walk a journey. Let's speak to a brother. Let's speak to a sister. Let's speak to someone that can help us. But truth is this, that we have we have moved way better than where we used to be. And what the devil is afflicting you with and saying that you are afraid. Actually, he's the one that is feeling. He used to be able to get you to smoke, to, to be addicted to, um, to uh, cocaine. You used to like smoke five times, but now maybe you are not even doing it. Like, shit. But truth is, he's even telling you that you are afraid. No, he's the one that has feared. He has lost his grip on you. And truth is that the power that took you from that place is going to break it freely. And it's going to break it all in Jesus' name. So today is the day to rejoice, not today to cry. Today we should celebrate that God is working on our journey. Today we should celebrate that God is working on our hearts. That you could listen to a 30-minute podcast. You. It's not a small thing, right? It's not a small thing. We really can get to this place so many times that we can think that it's no, it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. God really has been good. And we should celebrate all our ways and give thanks to God for all that God has done. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Did you receive God's word? Yeah. Um done. If you did, let's pray. Then God we thank you. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking again to us, literally and practically. We ask again today that by the teaching of your word, by the supply of God, you will interpret this word into every heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bless this word, and we declare that every addiction are broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every masturbation, everything that is not of you, every sin consciousness, everything is broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we walk perfectly free in the covenant that you have called us into in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. We are grateful for that. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Okay, shortly before I go, I would like to make a call, right? I don't know how you got to listen to this, but maybe you've never given your life to Jesus before. We are talking about all of that. Truth is, we can only be all of what we have said because God calls us into and God empowers us to be all of that. And so if he says that's you that I've never given my life to Jesus, truth is you won't be able to walk fully in all of that we have said if you don't. So if that's you, I would like you to put your hands on your chest wherever you are as I lead you to a simple prayer. If that's you, just put your hands on your chest as I do that. Just, just, okay. Okay, just put your in your chest. God sees you and God hears you. Right? And just see after me this word. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for dying on the cross to save me. Thank you because John Jesus rose from the dead. He rose on my justification. I believe that you love me. I believe that you sent Jesus. And I believe that in Jesus.
Jesus Christ, I'm justified. Forgive me of my past. Give me a fresh new start. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you because I'm now your son. I belong to you. One day, I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 This is like legit the greatest honor of my life to lead you through a prayer for Jesus. If you made a choice for Jesus, please reach out to me. Send me a DM. Call me. Do everything on Facebook. Send me a DM or everything anywhere you can reach. I would love to help you. I would love to pray with you. I would love to speak with you personally. God help you and God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm Adipo Dibolaji. I love you and the team are praying for you. Big. Love you. Do have a great weekend and see you next week.